Hello, and welcome back to SLC Voice Podcast, a podcast by students for students. I'm Brian, and today we are going to be doing an interview with Karen McAlpine, who is the CEO in the upcoming 2021-2022 uh, by-election for the SLC Board of Directors. Joining me today, though, is our podcast manager, Uji, and one of our newer podcast hosts, Drishti. How are you, how are you ladies doing today? Very well, thank you. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, thank you. And Karen is coming to us from Owen Sound, and he is in the Wind Turbine Technician Program, and he's also been uh, accepted to take on the role of the CERO. So he's the one to me handling a lot of uh, the technical details about the CERO role for this upcoming by-election. How are you doing today, Karen? Good, thank you. How are you? You know, uh, I think like most people, uh, so, you know, we're recording this right before midterms, uh, so a little bit stressed, but you know what? We're going to make it through, you know, that's part of the process. Absolutely. So, Karen, tell us about yourself a little bit, man. What's your favorite hobby for us? Well, I really enjoy the outdoors. I, I do actually do a, a lot of different hobbies, but lately I've really been enjoying the Kingston area, going for a lot of hikes and uh, doing some bird watching, that sort of thing lately. <laughs> nice, man. Where have you been going for bird watching? I, I found a really nice conservation area called Gould Lake that I've really been enjoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. very neat. Very neat. Yeah. It, it's absolutely beautiful up there. Uchi, have yeah. you been up to that area yet? No, I'm yet to explore. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, um, there's some really nice parks in the area. Like I have a pass to the Ontario Parks, and you only get up to Frontenac Park occasionally. Just, it's a beautiful time, especially this time of year. Oh, man, it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. So Probably I'm going to explore that during the reading week. <laughs> hopefully oh yeah it'll be amazing during that time so myself personally like i'm i'm always listening to podcasts and listening to music uh especially when i'm going on a hike higher and like for you like what's your favorite genre of music or a favorite artist you like to listen to well i like a bit of everything i, I have a pretty big range of uh, music i listen to anything from bluegrass to punk to even just new, new music alternative music that sort of thing um a bit of everything Right on, man. What, what's yeah. like a favorite artist? Like what, what's favorite what's artist. That, like you kind of, kind of constantly have on shuffle? Oh, that's that's hard to say. A little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit. I, I love everything. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's good, right? That's the important yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. I feel that. And cool? so, sorry, Uchi? Yeah, I was saying that he loves everything, like easy flow. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of the. We've kind of gotten to talk a couple times and just I love, love the positivity, you know, the wide range of images, perfect, man. So the wind turbine technician program, like why are you taking that? Like, What, what drew you to that program? Well, I, I thought it would be really interesting. It's it's kind of funny. I um, What actually got me into that program, what really got me interested in it is I was walking on a property going for a hike around around the wind sound somewhere in Gray County. And uh I saw a wind turbine and it was making this really loud, weird noise, kind of a squealing noise, kind of okay. banging noise. And I was like, and, you know, what, what in the world is going on with that, right? I was really curious. And I started having a chat with my dad about it. He's an industrial electrician. And, it's okay. like, and, and we were kind of troubleshooting what could have been just kind of thinking about it. And we started getting on the conversation of, yeah, like, I wonder what kind of people like to work on those, you know, what kind of people are become wind turbine technicians and, we were thinking, man, it must be in really high demand. And I looked it up and it really is. And I, and I found the course of St. Lawrence while Googling it really. And, the, and I thought that looks really interesting. At the time, I was really trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. I thought that might be a way to go. It's the future, right? Awesome. awesome. Like your, your curiosity drove you to, um, yeah. to study uh, wind turbines? 
uh, for, for me, like my first time of seeing a wind turbine is when I came to Canada. Yeah. So I went to Wolf Island and I and I got to see a couple of you know wind turbines. Yeah. So really gigantic things. I've never really seen one. Yeah, they're pretty oh, amazing. Not, not pretty at the close range. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wolf Island looks beautiful. I've never been over there myself, but I mean to go sometime. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you will. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to um, also ask you, um, what does your role entail as a zero? As a zero, okay. So the role as a zero entails um, basically organizing the board director's election and finding candidates and keeping them in the loop and letting them know what they need to get done to run. Um, as well as implementing the election process. It's a pretty big role, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So um, why did you like apply for this role? And what, what surprised you about this role? Well, why I applied for this role is, um, I actually saw it come up in my email. When I saw it, I knew it was the, the thing just for me. It's, um, I've always been interested in politics. I've always, you know, watched parliament question period i've always loved the process right and when i saw the job posting i thought oh my goodness this is the opportunity opportunity of a lifetime for me it looks wonderful um and i've never done anything like this before but i just applied anyways just to see what would happen i wasn't sure if i get it or not and you know i was so excited when i found out i got it it's just it's i've always wanted to experience something politically related somehow and i've never been interested in running as a candidate myself it's just not my thing for for my personality really but the thought of helping people through the process really excited me um so that's why i applied and so um so that's what really interests me about it and i'm looking forward to working with everybody and and helping people out um yeah, yeah. i so for again for the listeners out there i was one of the people that was actually on the hiring committee to that brock hiring on yeah. and i remember when we were, you were going to interview you were talking about engagement a lot. And I, I thought that was a really interesting word because that's come up multiple times in that and in our conversations recently. Like why is engagement in the political process so important to you? Like why is that such a big thing? It's very important because the board of directors for the student association, they represent the student population, right? They're, they're the voice of the students, right? In the, uh, the phrase. Um, and engagement is important because students need to feel that they're belonging to their school community, right? They need to feel like they have a voice and they need to feel... <laughs> Like they, they can have a say in the way things go, right? I, I think it's very important for the school community, for everybody to be engaged, to take part in, in these sort of events. And this election is very important for that reason. It's a student's opportunity to elect their own representatives to, to have a say for that, right? I couldn't agree with you more, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. Absolutely, yep. Uh, so Karen, can you tell us briefly about the process, like how to apply for the board of directors? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing you need to do if you're interested is I, I would encourage everybody to review the election protocol agreement, otherwise known as the election package. Just go over it, read through it, see what the requirements are, um, and just really try to determine if it's something you might be interested in. And if it is, that's great. So what you need to do next is you need to collect 10 student nominations and two faculty endorsements. So that's quite simple. So you can either pick up a paper copy of the election protocol agreement at the student association front desk, or I can send you a link to fill it out virtually. And if you get the paper copy, you get the signatures all on the page at the back of the, the copy. Or if you want to do it virtually, you can 
get the links to send out to your friends and to your teachers for those endorsements and nominations. Um, now, I must mention to be eligible for this process, you do need to be a full-time fee-paying student here at St. Lawrence, and you, you cannot currently be an employee with the student association. And if you are and you want to run, you can do that, but you will need to take so a leave I can't of absence. Run. <laughs> yeah. can't double dip now. Yeah. <laughs> but I would encourage everybody who, who might have even the slightest interest just to check out the package and email me with any questions. My email is going to be right on the package. And I would love to be able to guide anybody who's interested through this process or just provide more information if I can. Now one so when is I, the uh, yeah? I was gonna say one thing when I was when I was applying last year for this. Um, if you are worried about getting the uh, the nominations, it's honestly it, it can be a little bit daunting just to kind of look at some of these things you have to do. But everyone, like you know, a lot of people in your classes. So and most people are probably not going to have people in their class or even necessarily their program. They're going to be applying. So just reach out to some of the, the people you know closer and then maybe talk to one of your teachers and see if you can get some help that way. And there is a lot of ways where you can get your name out there and try to get the nomination package out there. So it's it's honestly not as daunting as it can look on first appearance. So just try to take those first steps and just, just reach out to a couple of people and you'll be surprised to see how quickly it can grow. Just FYI. Absolutely. It will be fun going and collecting those signatures. And that's why I really like ha having the paper copy available because students can take them to class with them and they can just get all the signatures in one go and then it's done. Right? Yeah. yeah. So how long do the candidates have to campaign for it? And if they get selected, then how will they get to know about it? So after the campaign period, it's going to be the election day on the 18th and 19th. So after that, candidates will be informed on the 22nd of the results of the election. Okay. Sorry, it's, um, you mean 18th of November and 19th of November, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, also, 18th of um, I also wanted to ask, so how, how can one get the package? I mean, most students are studying virtually. Um, is this package going to be sent out to them via email to apply? Yeah, so, so you mean for the nomination package? Yes, the nomination Yeah, so I did send that out to the student body about a week ago, and I'll probably send it out once more this week okay. so they can have that link again. Or they can just reach out to me. I'm going, I have my email on posters. Maybe we can include the, the link with this podcast somehow um, just to my email. And they can email me and I can send them all the documentation they'll need to fill out along with the nomination and endorsement links. Okay, sure. Fantastic, so how the, man. Yeah. So how the campaign will look like? So the students who are, you know, studying virtually, not in Kingston right now, how will they campaign? Yeah, so they can still campaign. Absolutely. The campaign period will start on the 8th and they have all their social media available to them. They can they can campaign on social media. What I will ask is students send me an email just giving me an overview of what their campaign is going to look like, um, just so I can know and make sure everything's okay. Um, it will require my approval just if, if they give me a brief description, but if they're, if they're studying virtually, they still have lots of options. They can reach out to all friends, post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, let people know. Um, that's a great way to campaign. Now, there is the option to put up posters as well. Even if they're studying virtually, they can drop by the campus. They'll be allowed to put up posters. Um, I'll tell them, I'll send them an email once they indicate to me their interest, letting them know where they're allowed to put the posters. That's a great way too, just a very visual way to get people's attention. Um, yeah, so that, that's, those are some, some examples of how they can campaign, even if they're study, studying virtually right now. So the most important question is, when is the deadline for the candidates to apply? Yes, so the nomination 
period deadline is going to be the 29th of October. That's a Friday. Yeah, so if everybody gets in their election protocol agreement to me and all their nominations, they are going to require a place check as well from the Kingston area. That should be fairly recent. Um, but if they get all those documents into me by the 29th, they will be eligible for their name to appear on the ballot on election day. Absolutely. So um, I'm kind of want, I want to ask Brian some more questions since he's on the board of directors. Um, I want to find out is this a paid position or it's a volunteer position? So basically, it's somewhere exists in between, right? Where it, you're volunteering, but there is an honorarium. So it's not like you're paid for your time directly, but there is some. Um, there's something given to you for your time. We'll put it that way. So what, what is the role of the board of directors? So I think Tyler already touched on this briefly, right? Like the board of directors, um, we're really acting kind of as a conduit between the executives that run the student association and provide all these amazing services uh, to the students. But I also like, taking the voice of them and giving it to the board, the directors and vice versa, right? So we're acting as a conduit. And while we're not exactly involved in direct day-to-day -day running out of the operations of the essay, we're providing insight on how best to achieve some policy decisions, how to kind of guide some of these things that are happening and to ensure that the students are really heard in all decisions that are happening throughout the essay, which really does run a lot of these uh, services on the, the campus. It's truly an impressive organization. Thank you so much, um, Brian, for highlighting that. I mean, from, from what you just said now, it means that um, the board of the directors represent the students and yes. the, the advocates and have the interest of the students at heart at all times. That's, that's the kind of information I got from you. Um, Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to know, like, um, what, how, how much time do, do will, will someone require to be... Well, to be on the board? I mean, for, that, for, a, for an, a month or, yeah? Yeah, that's an interesting question. To spend? Yeah. So with these incoming uh, directors, first off, they're only gonna be serving a partial year. So their, their term will run until the end of April. Uh, so there's, there's that, it's not gonna be a full year thing. Um, so, and how much time a director will be, like how much time you have to put in per month, it, it directly pertains to the committees you serve on as well as your role on the board. So myself, I'm the secretary of the board. So it's my job to, to make sure that everybody has the meeting minutes from the previous months, you know, editing them, making sure everything's in the right order, making sure people have the proper documentation. Um, so my role takes a little bit more time than the average director. And ahead of me is the chairperson. And that role takes a significant amount of time. Of course, so the sec secretary and the chairperson roles are taken as well as the, sec the treasurer role. So the people that will be coming on would be directors, which still does take a little bit of time, um, but not nearly as much. Like, honestly, a couple hours a month, uh, you know, depending on how engaged you want to be and how much time you want to put in these things, five to 10 hours a month is more than enough. Awesome, Brian, for highlighting that. So um, I'm going to ask um, Kiran once more, um, how, many, how many board members are you looking for this, this time? We are currently looking for three board members. Oh, three vacancies. So yeah. it's going to be really competitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, that's, so, that's fine. Yeah. So my question to Kyron will be like, who will be eligible to apply for this 
kind of post? Yeah, so right now, those who will be eligible to apply are full-time fee-paying students um, who can provide a cleared background check, a police background check, as well as those who collect all the nominations and endorsements required. You know, but, but everybody who's full-time fee-paying and not, a, not currently an employee of the Student Association can start the nomination process. Okay, so do you uh, require a certain amount, uh, amount of GPA to apply for it? Yes, so to be on the board of directors, you need a minimum GPA of 2.5. Okay, so suppose I am in India right now and starting virtually, so am I eligible to apply for it? Starting from my home country, not in Canada. There are any rules against um, running for this process while being out of the country, but I would highly recommend this opportunity to students who are in the Kingston area, because there's so many great things going on at the school that board directors members should participate in in person. You know, there's all kinds of meetings, events, and you just won't get the full experience if you're away from the Kingston campus, unfortunately. But no, there aren't any rules against it. Okay, okay. so I think uh, those who are looking for it uh, would have the question, like, if they get this kind of post, that will they have to be in present in person or could they do it virtually? So I'll answer that. Um, all of our board meetings have been virtual so far. And I believe that is the plan to continue going forward because we don't know what's happening and we want to make sure that we're remaining functional even in this digital environment. So we have been doing some things where I've been able to go on campus and take part, but all our board meetings are happening uh, on Teams. And then you also have the option of being there if you so choose. So it is entirely possible to be able to be far away from Kingston and still take part in a lot of these things as long as you can work within the the timelines as the rest of the board members okay yeah. i think that's a great great thing because people are not here will also get the opportunity to be part of it exactly right, right? yeah, yeah I, I was just gonna um, ask so what's the process of getting police clearance um mm. and this police clearance can i get it from um must it be from kingston or i can get it from my home country yeah, so this is a question I get a lot. So I, I would highly recommend getting a Kingston area police check. And you can even get that online from your home country. Um, you can get Kingston area police check. So that's that's good. Um, it should be quick to get. And, and I, a recent one is best. Thank you for highlighting that, Kieran. So, okay, thing, I think, yeah. I was gonna right. say one thing I believe previously when I was applying, um, I'm not sure I kind of maybe others before this, when I was applying, they all when they when we were applying, we had to have the receipt that we had at least applied for it by the deadline date, and I'm not sure if that is enough or they have to have the full check hiring or I remember for myself again personally it was as long as we had the receipt in by the application deadline date that that kept our candidacy open. Can you speak to that? Yeah, the receipt that's that, that would be excellent. The receipt by the 29th is all I would, I would ask just for proof. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I just wanted to clear that because sometimes it can take yeah. a little bit. So yeah. as long as you want to apply in the next week or so, then you should, you'll be able to retain your eligibility. Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of wondering, do I, for me to get a Kingston police clearance, do I need to pay some amount of money? Yes. Yes. They usually do cost some money. They're usually inexpensive from what I, from what I believe. Um, would that, would you have anything to add to that, Brian, with your experience? Um, it's around like twenty to thirty dollars. 
And again, I don't want to talk to the exact specifics of how much the honorarium is, but that would is more than covered by your you in your first month. So, you know, it's if you're looking at in terms of a cost benefit analysis, the benefit is very much there, even just from the economic perspective, let alone the experience and the resume building and the relationship building and all the other things that come with it. Like it truly is an amazing experience. And what I've, some of the people I've been able to meet so far and some of the things I've been able to take part in are just fantastic. So it's, if you have any thoughts about it whatsoever, people, I would highly suggest you apply because it is a really, really, really cool experience. Thank you so much for um, highlighting that, Brian. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure that you are part of this um, um, podcast. Yeah, I think, well, it was a very informative and engaging session. And I would, again, request Kyron to, you know, give us some tips to the candidates who are looking for this, if he has. Yeah, so I'll, I'll end it with this. I'll say... Now, I would encourage anybody who has any interest, like Brian was saying, just, just to give it a go, just to try it out, see, see how many nominations you can get. It would be a fun experience to interact with the school community. Um, and don't be intimidated by the process. I know it sounds scary. It's an election. A lot of people have never participated in anything like this before. But I, I would say just give it a go. If you're interested, give it a go. You have nothing to lose. Come to me with any questions you might have about it. Um, I would be pleased to help anybody out with any any questions they can they might have about this process. It's my job to make it easier for everybody. Um, and if you're not interested in running yourself, I would encourage you to support your friends. You know, ask them if they might be interested. Vote for them. They would love your support. Um, I, I believe every student should take part in this opportunity. You know, I think this is a really good opportunity for all students to engage with the community, with the student community that is, and uh, and have their say. Right. That, that's what I would say to everybody who's listening is just participate in one way or another. Find, find a way to participate that works for you. OK, thank you so much. So I would like to thank all our guests for coming here and speaking uh, their ideas about it and uh, spending their time from the busy schedules. I know they are very busy and uh, Please do like and follow us on our social media handles, that is Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And uh, don't forget to cast your votes for it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you participate in the election process. And uh, please follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, at SA Voice Podcast, and listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts um, at The Voice Podcast. Thank you and see you next week. Bye. Bye.